right. What is up, world? Welcome to the Incompetent Sports Report. And today we've got my best friend, the number, episode number one guest, Dr. Michael Cameron. Started this whole puppy off. That's right. Two years ago, man. So thank you for doing this. Always. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It's my favorite podcast to be a part of. (laughs) Yep. Yep. Um, yeah, eventually I want to get to a point, and I've said this to you before, but I want to get to a point to where I have like a separate podcast mm-hmm. where it's not sports related because yeah. I have a lot of interesting friends that don't know anything about sports, but I think would be good content. Oh, yeah. Know, on yeah. A podcast. So. That's the glory of podcasts. Like you could just talk about whatever the fuck you want to. Yep. It's nice. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, no, uh, you used to have your own for a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yep. we did do that for a little while. Yeah, you were sound engineer there. Yeah, yeah, that, <laughs> that was good practice for me, for sure. And uh, y'all had a good thing going. It was um, fun. Yeah, timing just never worked out as we all kind of separated out into what we wanted to do after grad school. Exactly, yep. So, uh, as you guys know, uh, Mike is a doctor in really microbiology. Yes. And yeah. um, that was the gist of the podcast, you know, surviving graduate school and... Um, so all three of you guys were not in the same field or so, um, yeah, the, I guess the podcast was me and two of my friends. They were both from VCU. Jackie was a human genetics. That's right. Genetics. That's what she was. Yeah. And then Noreen was a microbiology with me. Yeah. yeah. You guys worked in the same lab. That's right. Yeah. Hell yeah. Very good, man. Very good. Nah, uh, you're a natural on the mic, so I'd love to see you get back into it one day. (laughs) All right, y'all. So this is a sports podcast, and unfortunately, we're kind of in the dead season right now. It's like the worst time to be a sports fan ever. Yep, yep. You know, all you really have is baseball right now, and I'll be honest, not the biggest fan myself. I dabble, but I'm also a Boston Red Sox fan, and right. we're not good this year. So, oh, really? Yeah, it's Damn. tough. <laughs> sad to hear. Sad to hear for uh, the Bostonians. But, um, yeah, you know, the NBA Finals just wrapped up, and the Denver Nuggets, man, they did it. They won their first championship So, ever. I'm honestly, like, I wanted to see Jimmy Butler win. Me too. But, like, no matter what storyline it went, Jokic winning his, like, I'm okay with it. Exactly. And yeah. The man played like an absolute monster. Yeah. The entire, not just the finals, but all throughout the the entirety of the playoffs, he was the man in Denver. And then Jamal Murray. I mean, it was literally the the revival of Kobe and Shaq. Yes. Yes. They. they it, that's a good comparison because they're saying that these two guys are the best duo in the game right now. I would. I would very much agree with yep, that. Yep. Yeah. Um, Jokic definitely the best player in the world right now. He's got the passing ability of a, a point guard, and he's a he can seven do, foot center. He yeah. can literally do it all. He can yeah. pass it. He can shoot it. His what they did in the pick and roll to the Heat in like game three mm-hmm. was disgusting. Yep. Because. It, you were fucked if you did, fucked if you didn't, right? You either rolled with Murray and you couldn't keep up with him, so he was just yeah. going to take it right to the rack. Yep. Or if you did that, he would just immediately pass it to Jokic on the three-pointer and it fucking laced it. Exactly, yeah. Uh, both of them can shoot. Both of them can make contested layups. Yeah. Um, and yeah, Jokic, he's just a master of the snake eye pass. I mean, he's looking, you know down in the corner at the guy and then he'll just toss it to the other side yeah. of the court and you're like, whoa, Pinpoint have you even seen that guy accurate. wide open? Yes. Yeah. Yep. No, it's they say like, um, it's really between him and like magic Johnson are like the best passers of all time. It looks like I could see that. Yeah. yeah magic yep. Johnson had that beautiful pass. Very similar to what Jokic is doing now. Yeah. Cause magic wasn't the best three point shooter back in the day. So that's really what he relied on. I mean, he was a yeah. gigantic point guard. He was, you know, six, nine or whatever mm-hmm. he was, six ten. Yeah. But, um, yeah, one of the best passers of all time. And, uh, Jokic is definitely emulating it for sure. Yep. Might even pass it. We'll see. We'll I see. think, <laughs> yeah, we'll see. After this, I don't know how much like love Jokic has for the game. Like, there's obviously other things in his life that give him fulfillment. Yeah, yeah. Because he, when did he get in the league? Let's look it up. I think 2015. I think. Yeah, I was gonna say 2012, but that sounds right. Let's see. His rookie season. 2012. You were right. Look yeah. at you. Oh yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah, you might be right. Um, you know, plus 10 years in the league. I mean, you'd think that they could possibly make a run next year. Of course, everyone's contract values are going to go up, so they probably can't keep everybody. I mean, they really only need Jokic and Murray. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, Michael Porter Jr. is a great player. He he can shoot very well. Aaron Gordon did carry a lot. He showed up. They had two or three people a game outside of Murray and Jokic to show up, where for the Heat, it was literally just Jimmy Butler. And maybe Bam. Bam Adebayo. But, yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't know. Bam Adebayo should have played like a bigger man, in my opinion, against Jokic. He just, he couldn't keep up with him. There was too many switches. Like, Jokic's game didn't match up to what Bam does best. Yeah, and Bam is a little under, undersized to play center. Sure. So, him trying to guard Jokic, that was no easy yeah. task. <laughs> no. Um, without fouling him, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, Bam is a beast on offense and a decent player on defense, but, again, going against the best player in the world. It's hard. <laughs> you can right. only like, do so much. What do you do? Without, right? like, like double-teaming him every play, yes. and then he finds the open outlet. And that's yeah, basically yeah. what ended up happening, is that they, they would double-team him every single time and... Either Gordon or Porter were open. Yeah. I want to say there was another guy on the team, Brown. Yeah, uh, Bruce Brown. Yes. And then that rookie, uh, the white boy, Christian Brown. That guy oh, yeah, yeah, from yep. Kansas, yep. he started going off yep. there. Um, and, I mean, like that's how you have a championship team. If you get one, two extra people a game to pop off outside of your superstars, like you're going to win games. Yep, yep. Yeah. Yeah, and I said um, on the last episode with Chris and Doug, I mean, I was being hopeful, but I said Miami – Game seven, they got it, but it didn't even go past Couldn't, game yeah. five. <laughs> Couldn't do it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah um, Jamal Murray, he reminds me of a younger Steph Curry. Like, he can just make these fadeaway three-pointers from just ungodly distances. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm happy to see he rebounded from injury yeah. so well. True, true. Yep, because, yep. I mean, like, I After remember seeing injury. something on Instagram where, like, that injury happened, and he went to the coach, and he's like, I know you guys are going to trade me. Like, I'm worthless now. And their coach was like, nah, it's okay. Like, we're still going to work through this. Like, this year's not going to be the greatest, but I didn't know that. Okay. we're going to figure it out. Yeah, yeah. Now, Denver's head coach, he, he he's solid, uh, Mike Malone. And he enjoyed himself at that parade. <laughs> yeah, I saw some of those highlights. <laughs> yes, sir. That's what it's all about. Um, yeah, no, I think uh, – I think Miami, you know, they're always going to be in the in the mix in the run. Um, they're talking about getting some pretty big free agents um, in the off season here. Um, I who, just who do you think they're going to get? So let's see. I was hearing rumors that they might get a uh, Damian Lillard, which would be. I mean, I I think that was one of the spots Damian Lillard said he wanted to go to. That would catapult the Miami Heat if he goes there because that guy, he can easily put up 40 points. That's true. (laughs) I mean, he's nasty. Without missing a beat. He had an off, I feel like he had an off year this year. Like, you really weren't hearing too much about him. So he had great stats, but the team is horrible. So they weren't winning games, but. That guy, he can make a three-pointer whenever he when, wants. He yeah. can do anything he wants. Yeah. Drive, um, play defense. His handles are absolutely insane. So if he goes to Miami, he becomes the point guard. Then you have you know Kyle Lowry as a backup if he stays or if they trade him. They're whatever. definitely going to trade him. He yeah. didn't do a goddamn thing. He is older, too. He's like 37, 38. Yeah. Um, but no, nah, if they got Dame... They still have Jimmy Butler, Bam out of Bayou. They'll probably trade Duncan Robinson because he does have some value. Like he's a mm-hmm. good three point shooter. Yeah, he's more situational than he is like a full time. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but Caleb Martin really earned his Showed next up. contract. I agree. He was the best offensive player besides like maybe Bam. It was between them two. Well, and you know, never excluding Jimmy Butler. Yeah. Yeah. No, Jimmy uh, had a great. I mean, he didn't have a great series, but against Boston, he had a better uh, yeah, series. Yeah, I yeah. wish Jimmy Butler would have shown up more for the finals. Yeah, yeah, that would have been the X factor. And you could tell that 
he was hobbling. Like he was not a hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. And Jimmy's also not young. He's like 34, 35. Yeah. Um, He's running out of time to even be able to make this kind of a push. Yeah. Like we all wanted to see him go off like he did in the bubble, the COVID year where he just played the whole game. It was and didn't him. come out, yeah. but I, he might just be a little too old to yeah. do that now. Yeah. yeah. Not everybody can be LeBron James. And even LeBron Not that James. LeBron plays the whole game either. Yeah. <laughs> of course And, not. like, if he were to do that to wear and tear on his body, he would never make it to the finals. Yeah, so right, right. That's why he's out half the year, and then they go and make a run in the playoffs. Anyway. Yeah, God, I can't believe they they snuck in. And they had a run, but, yep, Denver said, get out of nah, here. Nah, we good. Sweet. Yeah. Sweet. <laughs> I, you hated to watch it. Anthony Davis in that series was not there at all. Yeah, um... He's, yeah, I was talking because Doug's a huge Lakers fan. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was saying that he needs to be, even though he doesn't want to play center, like that's why he's on the Lakers. Like he's also 6'11. He can play big boy offense and defense. He certainly can. Even though he's kind of fragile and he gets hurt really easily. Yeah. Like, hey, man, you got to utilize your size. Well, like that's the thing. Looking back at like maybe Shaq, like yeah. the, the, prototypical center that you were looking for back in the day. The man had muscle on his body so he could take that level of abuse. Nowadays, you're not as big so you can be a little bit more fluid offensively, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but you're long and lanky. Correct. And that makes you way more prone to injury. So like even the body style of how the game has evolved, I think really kind of that's a good point. Feeds into the injury level of, of most centers now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the closest thing I can think of to Shaq is Zion when he's healthy. You know, he's he's. Got I don't that, even know if Zion's ever playing again. Uh, yeah, he he might be done, but he's got that football that build, big bulk. Yeah. yeah, I really can't think. Maybe Dwight Howard. Yeah, yeah, that's a good uh, another good comparison. Yeah. And now he's not even in the league anymore. He's trying to recruit everybody to like his Singapore team. Yeah, yeah. He's overseas. <laughs> hey. <laughs> Just dominating. Shoot your shot, man. Yeah, yeah. After he won a ring in the NBA, he was like, yeah, I'm done. <laughs> I don't say I blame him. Yeah. Um, I saw that ESPN – just released uh, Ja Morant suspension. 24 games, I 25 think that was? games. Yeah. Yep, well, 25 games next season. He's play, out. Play stupid games, win stupid prizes. What the fuck did you think was going to Yeah, happen? man. It, it's the whole, like, boy cry wolf thing. Like, if you keep apologizing, but you do the same act, like, nobody's going to... No one cares. Yeah, nobody's going to hold you accountable. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, and honestly, I mean, he, he's one of the best players in the league mm-hmm. and one of the most fun to watch. Like, the oh, guy yeah. dunks like Michael Jordan, but... Memphis almost plays better without him when you look at the the stats on paper. Um, Yep. And I also saw some rumors that because the Miami Heat are such a strict and disciplined culture that maybe him going there would be a lot better for him. Beneficial for him? And just kind of turn him to the the correct avenue to take. Maybe. Maybe. I think, like... In that kind of stuff, like I don't know what John Morant needs. It's definitely not coaching. Like I don't think coaching is going to change your desire to to do any of the things that you're doing. But I I've definitely seen this analogy a ton. I I'm all for like you being who you want to be and all this kind of crap. But like you're a multi million dollar athlete. You're you're not some like gangster or whatever Correct. you're trying to portray yourself. Correct. As. Yep. Yep. Um. Even though he, he technically didn't break a law, he is still an influence to millions of kids that it, watch him. And it, to that point, like you cannot break a law and still get repercussions at your job. Yeah, you can violate the league's policies. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, he's an influence whether he likes it or not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's got to be the best image he can, you know, to the kids coming up, the yeah. next generation that yeah. want to play in the league themselves. I and, agree. Yeah, yeah. Um, man, I'll be moving out of here soon and won't Don't have to deal with the love it. It's the, the motorcycles best. every five minutes on Main that Street here. Friday night outs. Yes, mm. yes, that forces you to go out. <laughs> um, yeah, man. So I really got into the NBA this year and um, watched almost every playoff game. I feel like this year in the NBA too, it was teams that were. Not the norm. Like the Denver, not to say the Denver Nuggets came out of nowhere, but 
Yeah, because they were in it last year. Yeah, yeah but yeah. You, you definitely felt something different. The Heat making a, an eighth seed, making a run all the way to the finals. The Lakers. Exactly. Not to say that we wouldn't expect the Lakers to make it, but it felt like it was really more competitive for some of the teams that don't typically make the playoffs. Yeah, dude. Um, like you just said, the Bucks getting knocked out in the first round. Who saw that coming? Definitely not Vegas. Um, then the yeah. Heat take down Boston, which I wish Jack that, was here so we could talk that shit. I know. <laughs> Jack Pritchett, goddammit. Ah, <laughs> this guy. Um, but we could talk about that for a little bit, honestly, because uh, like, that yeah. might have been my favorite series. It was great. Of the entire playoffs was watching yep. the Heat and the Celtics play because it was a, a back and forth chess match. And I think they're going to trade Marcus Smart because he's worth money, but. I don't know how much value he's bringing to the team because, like, he used to just be the defensive powerhouse, mm-hmm. and he has evolved a little bit more to be a little bit more offensive. He makes big time threes when he needs. Yeah, it. Yeah, he's a decent shooter. But yeah. you can't have Marcus Smart, Jalen Brown, and um, Jason, Tatum. Jason Tatum all on that roster and let everything else fester. Like their center. Yeah, somebody's gonna have to take a pay cut, which you know that ain't happening. No, it's so. definitely not because yeah. I I don't think Tatum should. Take the pay cut because he's no, not. No, not at all. He's uh, the star of that team. For yeah. sure. And I think Brown also complements Tatum's play style. Yeah, yeah. They're the best two on that team. I agree. Yeah. So losing Smart, I think, is going to hurt. And this is probably the end of their championship run potential. Yeah, they'll have to pick up. Um, I, I mean, that shouldn't be difficult to pick up at least a point guard just to get Tatum the ball. But, um, yeah, I mean, they got Al Horford. He's probably done, I would think. Yeah. He's like 38. He's real old. He's in that same boat of like Duncan Robinson. Like, I don't know if you're really a, the best starter we could start, but you play a positional role that's needed. Yeah, no, he's he's damn good for oh, yeah. how old he is. Um, and he's got his ba- basketball IQ is incredible exactly exactly yeah i mean they have a uh, robert williams he also plays center he's mm-hmm. pretty much strictly defense i mean yeah yeah he's got post moves but he can't shoot yeah. at all yeah so um he's more of just a defensive juggernaut but um i don't know man i feel like they're gonna be back in the playoffs next year they might be back in the playoffs i don't think they're gonna make any serious run at it yeah i mean that's not to say like you you could take two people can carry you all the way. Like if LeBron James can carry one Cleveland team to the playoffs and finals every year, like yeah, it can be done. It can be. It can be. You have to have the best players in the world on your team. For sure. Yeah. And like all the stars do kind of need to align. It also makes a huge difference of like what the matchups are going to end up being. Like, right. you know, the Heat and Boston matched up in similar play styles. They're fast-paced. They push the ball. Mm-hmm. They like to shoot. Whereas... You know, the Denver Nuggets were a little bit more ball control, ball movement, yeah, playing it's, it's off of the much center. Slower. Yep, yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like the more elegant version to watch, as it were. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I agree. Um, especially with Jokic just running the offense through him. And that's that's the other crazy part is that you got your center more or less acting as your freaking <laughs> point guard. Yep, yep. Exactly. Running the top. Yeah. And um, he's not explosive at all, man. He's... Mm-hmm. So not like so slow, but he's like you said, uh, patient yeah. and um, you know not going to force anything. And he still scores these contested Crazy baskets where people shots. are all over him, and he's yeah. just got that finesse, man. Yeah, and I guess you can teach it to a point, but it's just repetition, man. It's mm-hmm. practice, practice, practice. You just got to put in the work, and that's so. That's why I say like I don't know how much Jokic really has like that drive and desire left. I mean, yeah. he's still. The top cream of the crop center in the the NBA, but yeah, I mean, you look here; he's twenty eight, so he could play another four years if he really wanted to. Eight years old, yeah, yeah. Looks like some like forty year old dad. (laughs) Let's be honest; (laughs) it's that Serb Serbian uh, heritage there. (laughs) Yeah, he just looks rugged. No kidding. Yeah, I mean, every game he's got marks all over him. Like I mean, he's just getting the shit out of him. He plays very physical. Yeah. Absolutely, people have to beat him up in order to stop him. It's and crazy. I'm glad that the refs are letting the big guys play down low, and they're not calling a lot of fouls. They're still calling fouls out on the perimeter. Yeah, all those shooting fouls where people jump into each other. I hate that crap. But I'm glad that they're letting them get a little physical yeah. in the post, just like the old days, like with Shaq. And it's all not, that. it's not yeah. quite at that '90s level where yeah, like not you used to be able to like just clothesline people and it was okay. People. Yeah, <laughs> right. 
but <laughs> it's okay to have a little bit more like I'd say arm fighting, hand fighting down in this yeah. like fight for the ball. Boxing out. It, right. Yep, it, yep. it needs to be a little physical exactly. in order to be able to play the sport. Yeah, I mean people are not gonna want to tune in to see a foul called every, every five three seconds. seconds. Yeah, yeah. yeah, no, yeah. It's not fun. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, forget that. It's a it's me playing 2K. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, football is slowly moving towards that threshold to where like they're throwing flags for everything yeah and like i feel we see this all the time is that like you'll overcorrect and then try to back it down and then overcorrect again and then you try to back yeah it down yeah to find your happy medium right for football i understand somewhat because like you are having some serious injuries to totally. players and totally. like on the back end the nfl is responsible for t- maintaining these players right um right. But on that same kind of vein, like if you're playing in the NFL, you kind of assume the risk of a full contact sport. Right. So what up, dude? What's up, man? Um No, you're right. The You have to take some level of accountability. The percentage of injury is substantially higher. For sure. Um, these guys are flying into each other like freaking car accidents. Yeah. I yeah. I get it, but And they actually make, I think, less money than NBA players do. The guys on the on the lower tier, you mean? Well, I mean, unless like you're your like average Aaron player. Donald's. Right, yeah, right. Yeah. There's probably 10 people in the NFL who make like a max contract, whereas the NBA has a more significant number of players. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, the NFL's also, got more yeah, players yeah, for yeah. sure, but the NBA has more stars. Yeah, For sure. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. yeah, more offensive structure, you know. Yeah, the guys on defense in football, yeah, they're going to get their contracts for their sacks and their tackles. Yes. But... I don't know. I mean, only one person can catch or run the ball in any given play. So it makes it tougher. Right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, That's why I think a receiver in football is like the most dramatic and like prima donna position. Cause like get that attention. Yeah. 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 I, um, I guess we'll, we'll transition to the NFL here since (laughs) basketball is pretty much done. But, um, I heard that Stefan Diggs with the Buffalo Bills did hear that as well. Yeah, is not practicing with them right now. But I can't, I couldn't imagine why. Well, Josh Allen kind of stepped up and took some of the blame, and he said, "I'm not getting him the ball enough." Oh hell, is that Jack? I wonder. Oh, uh, we might have to pause, people. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. I don't think Jack's coming. Yeah, I was like, motherfucker. Right. This guy. All right, we're back, everybody. Um, false alarm. That was not Jack Pritchett. Okay. Um, I, I don't understand Stefan's dig. Stefan Diggs' frustration at quote unquote not getting the ball enough. I mean, he had a monster season. Right. That's what I'm saying. Like yeah, he was a beast in fantasy. I don't. I don't think that's accurate. Like, yeah, I would agree. That's what I mean by like. Being dramatic and like yeah. a Madonna, like. But Gabe Davis really only had a couple games where he showed out. Their running back situation was a fucking disaster for half the season. Yeah, yeah. Josh Allen was running, <laughs> was the, running ball the ball right half the time. Yep. So I'm not sure what more Stephon Diggs is looking for in terms of trying to be the offensive guy. But like, bro, you're in the spot. Like, you're you are the number one receiver. You get the ball probably ninety percent of the time. Yeah, no, I was claiming that Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs are like the next best duo. I agree. Besides maybe like Kirk and Justin Jefferson. And like I wonder those four, those guys. What would Justin Jefferson be not to throw any shade at Kirk Cousins, but if he had a slightly better quarterback? Yeah, yeah. Um Kirk plays lights out when it's one PM and you know <laughs> <Yeah>. nobody's nobody's <laughs> really watching, watching. But when he's prime, prime time, time, he can't he, he folds, do it. man. Yeah. yeah, he chokes. And um He used it all up in that one game for Washington. <laughs> like five years ago. Yeah, yeah. Um yeah, I, I kinda wish we held on to him. I think that was a mistake letting him go. Even though, like you just said, he's yeah. he's all right. He's kind of I don't know. Let's he's, be a, he's above a mid-tier quarterback. I, would, I agree. Yeah, I agree. It's yeah. funny when you talk about them, the quarterbacks, in terms of like where you would rank them fantasy-wise versus where you rank them in like their actual play style. Yeah, yeah. Like, would you want them as your quarterback? Because yeah. fantasy-wise, Kirk Cousins is actually like he's not a half bad. He's a decent like. Okay, I got you. You're consistently put up points for me. Yeah. In terms of like actual play, though, like 
he's a good quarterback. Yeah, I, I'd say yeah. he's probably top ten in the league. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, I, I've said this before. Most of their wins last year were by a slim margin, like a field goal. Yes. Like yeah. Yeah. Um, they were the best team in the NFC North, but hot take. And mm. you said this last year. Now I'm stealing it. I'm excited. I think Detroit Lions are going to take that division this uh, year. I agree. I think this is the year. Green Bay. I think you were a little premature saying I, it last year. They were close, man. <laughs> they were close. They were putting up some points. They At the very scoring. end of the season, what, what did they ultimately end up falling out as? Um, I think they might have been second or third. They beat Green Bay at the end. end. That was their last game. I remember watching that. But also, if we were to take into account how many points they lost by in like the first six games of the season, they were second. Yeah, nine and eight. There I you told go. You, man. Oh, yeah, you we were close. Off, yeah. They were close. I mean, Minnesota was way ahead of them. I don't disagree. Being thirteen yeah. to four, but I don't think that's going to be the case this year. Minnesota just let go of Dalvin Cook. So. Alexander Madison's still a great running back, though. He is. Do you think he's as explosive as Dalvin Cook? I don't think he's as explosive, but he stays healthier. That's true. So that like, does it that helps to have <laughs> you increases know, your value much more for sure. I think Dalvin Cook has the catchability that I don't think Alexander Madison has right now. Yeah, like a screen back. Yeah, 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 but that's not to say that he doesn't work on that in the off season and, and get it. Sure. Because sure. like that's just never the situation he's been put into. So I would be interested to see how he plays mm-hmm. now that he's potentially the stud running back. He probably will be. Um, I, I don't think they've made a trade or, or anything for any other yeah, I running backs. Heard anything either. And I mean the Dalvin Cook release was pretty recent. Yeah, that was this week, I think. Um yeah. Yeah. No, you're right. He's yeah. Alexander Madison's going to be the number one. By probably a long shot. Yeah. If that's their running back room. So it looks like it's Alexander Madison, Dwayne McBride, Ty Chandler, CJ Ham, Kevin. I'm not even going to attempt that last name because I don't yeah. want to be disrespectful to nah, him. No, these guys are. Yeah. No offense, but they're all third, third stringers, you know. I really, I've never heard of anybody except for Alexander Madison. Oh, Lord have mercy. <laughs> All right, I'm at the pause again, y'all. Sorry. Make a couple edits for this one. <laughs> All right, take three. <laughs> We're back. <laughs> um, yeah, no, Minnesota's running backs, not. I mean, yeah, they got depth, but I don't know. But do they? Like, how... we? Don't, I don't know anything about right. any of these running backs. So like, cool, you've got five or six on the roster. I bet you one of them's at least a fullback. <laughs> right. But are they any good? Let's see. So he's a rookie. Oh, so he yeah. So Dwayne McBride just got drafted, mm-hmm. and he plays yeah at college UAB. Okay. Who is UAB? I'm trying to think. I want to say it's the University of Alabama at Birmingham. Yep. Look at you. Um. Yep. Yep. Okay. So I mean, yeah. Not to say that he couldn't be a good running back in the NFL, but I don't. I don't remember UAB being anything. No, crazy. no, no offense to this individual, but I've never heard of him. Touche, um, uh, touche. He yeah. was the 2022 Conference USA Offensive Player of the Year for oh. running over, yeah, 1,700 yards okay. and 19 touchdowns. Okay. Good change of pace back, probably to start. Yeah, and we've said it a hundred times. That really is the new um, game plan for running backs. You got to have a one, at least punch. one two punch. Yeah, because yep. somebody is going to go down at some point. Yeah, unless you're built like Derrick Henry. Yeah, you can't sustain that force constantly for sixteen games a season. Yep, yep, or exactly. seventeen games a season now. Right, right. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then their backfield, you know, Kirk Cousins and Madison. I, I think they'll be decent, but I still think Detroit is going to take that division. I agree. Uh, Jared Goff had a great season last year. The offense was averaging like 30 points a game. It was their defense that fucked them out of games. Right, right, yeah. exactly. Yep. I yep. have so many thoughts and feelings on Jared Goff. As a Ram fan, Like <laughs> I'm, I'm happy to see him succeed. Right. I wish it would have been with us. Not to say that like we didn't sell our soul to the devil for our Super Bowl, but... Ha-ha, <laughs> yep. Like, why, why is it now he can just be like, yeah, I'm good at football again. I don't understand. <laughs> Do you think it's maybe the 
coaching yeah. and and the quarterback coach and the I think it's offensive the play structure. structure. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. It just mm-hmm. didn't. What Sean McVay needed from him at that time, he couldn't provide. And maybe it was physical reasons. Maybe it was just like the offense was too fast paced and too many things were changing at once that mm-hmm. like he just couldn't keep up. Which, yeah. hey, that's the way it goes. Yeah, yeah, I definitely think the offensive structure and the coaching jive better with Jared Goff. Mm-hmm. And I've also seen. After the whole Todd Gurley debacle that the Rams did, they basically just released him and kind of said, like, fuck you, we don't need you anymore. right, right. The Rams have been much better knowing that they've got a superstar. So I'm going to give Jalen Ramsey the example here. Knowing we've got a superstar, but we've got no cap space for him. We are in cap hell. We let everybody go. We're full rebuild mode. Mm -hmm. Probably Matthew Stafford, this is his last hoorah. Maybe he makes it, maybe he doesn't. Yeah, I would say so. We have basically gone to all of our veterans and been like, where do you want to play? Right. And we're going to try to establish that trade. We traded Jalen Ramsey for a five-piece chicken nugget, really. <laughs> I don't think we got anything. Yeah, where did he go? He went to Miami. That's right. Yep. We yes. got a second-round pick, I think, maybe. Not even. Maybe a third-round pick in 2023. And some no-name tight end. I, I have no Sorry. idea who that, that guy is. <laughs> so we basically just let him go. To Miami, which are like great. I'm actually really excited for Miami this year. Uh huh. They've got yeah. a very good team. If that Tua... division is going to be crazy with yeah. Aaron Rodgers in it now. Yeah, I hate Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, a lot so of people do. Much. <laughs> and I don't know if him going to the Jets changes anything because he basically just took half of the Green Bay offense and brought him to the Jets. Yeah, I mean the Jets did pretty well last year. Um, yeah, with Mike White. Yeah, yeah, they had <laughs> multiple quarterbacks throughout the year. Well, Zach um, Wilson is he's never going to be the NFL guy. He's just not. No, no, yeah, I'm sure Aaron is putting him in his place as we speak. But uh, <laughs> uh that division is going to be crazy, man. So um, who is in that division again? So you got Buffalo, Miami, mm. Jets and then the Patriots. Poor Mac Jones. Yeah, yeah, and I mean you can never count out Bill Belichick, but Mac Jones has a way to go, has a ways to go for sure. I know. I like they. They just don't. They don't have anything that stands out on paper that like really makes you excited. Oh, I want to watch the Patriots. Exactly. Like even when Tom Brady was playing, probably the most superstar. I mean, yeah, they had Randy Moss at one point, but but yeah, Gronk and Aaron Hernandez. Mm-hmm. Those were like the two stars. Yep. Other than that, they, they had nobody. just like no names. Yep. But Tom Brady was still getting the ball because he's the goat. Yeah. Um, now with it Mac can't... Jones, complete you yeah. know different situation. <laughs> Mac Jones is what in his third year? Yeah, this will be his third season. And this is basically the make it or break it year because like yeah, you usually get a five year contract as a rookie. But if we know in your four, yeah, 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 three or, or yeah, four or five years. Mm-hmm. But in your third year, I guess it's a four year contract and then they'll frame franchise tag you right um in your third year if you don't show up they just trade you yep you're not worth anything anymore yep and you would be too expensive to sign for if you're not good and correct i don't know what the patriots are going to do or even who their backup is but talent coming out of college is in my opinion probably worth more than just taking some backup on an nfl team because that has been the washington commanders Mm -hmm. mo Yes. As long as Dan Snyder has been. Just throwing money at big names. The owner. And they never work out. Like the Carson Wentz experiment, which was awful. That was really bad. It was. It was bad. (laughs) The first game he had, we were like, oh shit, maybe you could do it. Yeah, he went off against Jacksonville. It just didn't play out like that for the rest of the season. No. And then I'm excited to see what Sam Howell does with... Yeah, yeah. Um, I've heard some high praise from some receivers in training camp. I've also heard some mediocre takes from um, reporters that are watching. Mediocre is better than bad. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we can't get any worse. I mean, <laughs> that's that is true. <laughs> I still think that we're going to be last in the NFC East um, because yeah. I think the NFC East is one of the better yeah, divisions. Yeah, now. now Philadelphia, they probably will go back to the Super Bowl or get damn close. The Giants. Well, uh, they fucking signed Derrick Henry. So that was actually not true. I thought oh, okay. it was forever. And I apologize to everybody out there because I said that on like multiple Yeah, podcasts. I definitely thought that was true as well. It actually 
was like so it was a rumor but oh, okay. google even like changed it to where if you google derrick henry you said he, running back for the philadelphia, philadelphia eagles, eagles so that's what okay. made me believe okay. it but you google it now thank god the titans yeah. yeah yeah so they basically are just running with kenneth gainwell and boston scott um they and they got uh deandre swift from the lions oh well. so they've got a solid backfield but i don't I don't know why you would get the scat back who takes passes when you have a quarterback who never checks it down. Are you talking about Swift? Yeah. I wouldn't say he's a scat back. He, he definitely runs between the tackles, but he does get hurt. So that's yeah, his... Because he shouldn't be running between the tackles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When you got Jamal Williams, that's when you run between the tackles. True, true. Yeah, both of them were beasts mm-hmm. on Detroit last year. Um, yeah, no, you make a good point. Jalen Hurts... He's one of the strongest players in the league, and he'll just run the ball himself. Yeah. I mean, he's not a small man. No, not no. at all. He's squatting 600 pounds. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, what the fuck? I think he's like, what, 6'3", 6'4"? Yeah, like yeah. Um, probably. I, I hope they do go back. I would have loved to see them win a Super Bowl, honestly. Yeah. Um, I can't root for them just because they're yeah, our hurts. rival. But I understand, like, people – don't want to see Patrick Mahomes keep winning because then it kind of turns into the whole like I mean, Tom Brady thing. He's the goat right now. But yeah. I say, hey man, he's young. Like if he wants to break Tom Brady's record, like have at it. Like I'm not gonna diminish that by right. any means. It's almost yeah. like watching LeBron come up in the NFL. Yeah, like, yeah. We get to see Patrick Mahomes do it. Right. And no offense to Kansas City's like wide receiver core, it's not like they've got any amazing standouts. Yeah, um, Travis Kelsey is their best player. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's the best tight end in the league. And but, um, he did it without Tyreek Hill. That was like my right. biggest thing, too, was, okay, you got Patrick Mahomes. When you got man like Tyreek Hill, like, of course, that makes sense. And Travis Kelsey on top of that. Yep, yep. When you do it without Tyreek Hill, and Travis Kelsey had a good season, wasn't like the season he had two years ago, and showed up in the Super Bowl. That was the big thing. Like all the playoff games, he showed up. Yeah, I mean... He had a great season last year. I only know that because I had him in fantasy yeah. and he was carrying I mean, my team. He yeah. was the target on the Kansas yeah. City. Yeah. Um, I also I had Juju Smith-Schuster. He wasn't that great He's last garbage. year. He's just yeah. not a good player. Um, he wasn't good on the Steelers. Sorry, Jack. <laughs> Um, he's not good now. He was okay when he first came out of college, but he's fallen off for sure. Um, but, yeah, no, NFC East, I think the Eagles – could easily come back. Um, they drafted that uh, defensive lineman out of Georgia in the first round. Mm-hmm. The guy's a freaking man-child, yep. 300 pounds. Yep. So he'll be a force to reckon with. And then uh, they still have Fletcher Cox, don't they? I think so. Yeah, I don't think he retired. Yeah, because you need two 300-pound big men in the middle of your line. Yeah, I, I didn't hear about fair. that. Let's see. Pretty sure he's still with them. Yeah, I thought so. Yep. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, he's only 32. I thought he was older than that. Wow. He's a he looks a lot Monster, older. yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think Philly mm-hmm. probably returns. I think the Giants are going to be a solid team. Really? Yeah, I think Daniel Jones, he just got paid, so I think he's going to take it to the next level. As long as Saquon stays healthy, he's one of the best running backs in the league. I guess that's true. Like, talent-wise, I'm not sold on Daniel Jones. Really? No. Okay. No. Okay. Um, honestly, the only upside Daniel Jones has fantasy wise is the fact that like no one's ever open. So he's just got to run the ball. He is fast. Yeah. He's Um, fast. But like his seven concussions two years ago, definitely don't help your longevity. Yes. Yep. Got to be able to get out of bounds. Got to be able to slide. Not everybody can be Cam Newton and Jalen Hurts and you, Josh you gotta Allen. The, yeah, the body structure for you. Gotta be like, smart. Sorry, man. You you look like Jared Goff, but a little shorter. It's, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> you're not a gigantic human. That's probably why you play quarterback. Yep, yep. Um, and then uh, I think it's a toss up between you guys and the I Cowboys. Think, yeah, I, I I never count out Dallas. I. I still think Dak Prescott is one of the better quarterbacks I in don't. the league. I, I know I you don't. don't think he's that great. Um, I also am very biased because I absolutely hate the Cowboys. Yes, yes. Everything about them. <laughs> you either love them or hate them, man. There's really yeah, no in between. True. That's yeah. true. Um, I mean, they got Dak Prescott, CeeDee Lamb. Do they still have Amari? Or did they, they traded him? The no, Browns. Cooper's on the Browns. Yeah. Um, they have CeeDee Lamb. Um, they got one big name wide receiver, I thought. Uh well Michael Gallup came back but Michael Gallup has always been I wouldn't call him a I would call him a big name but he's consistent he'll uh, show up on uh big plays 
Not now, Sam. After. <laughs> and then Micah Parsons. Oh my god. Yeah. That's a good question. Who their wide receivers are now? I mean, uh, Dalton Schultz. He's a solid tight end yep. for them. Um, oh, they got uh, Brandon Cooks. Ah, Brandon Cooks. Yep. So CD Lamb, Brandon Cooks, Michael Gallup, Tolbert, um, Turpin, Cooper. Yep. yep. Yeah, so, I mean, a bunch of people are probably going to get cut. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> so they've got a bunch of depth. Um, yeah. They got rid of Zeke. So Tony Pollard is the number one back. Uh, that was a good move. Yeah. Yep. yep. And I don't know, man. I mean, I'd like to see us contend for a wild card spot, but that's a lot to ask of Sam Howell his first year. As a starter. Starting, you know, the whole year. Yeah. Um, think if you can put it together, I mean, you've got Terry McLaurin, Antonio Gibson, Robinson. I loved Robinson. Dotson. I mean, we've got all the weapons on offense. Yeah. Yeah. Logan Thomas is solid when he's healthy. Dotson. Yeah. Yeah, He was great. If he stayed healthy for those like five games he was out, I think he probably would have won offensive rookie of the year. Yeah. That's a fair point. Who Um, won it this year? Um, let's see. I can't remember. Neither can I. And I can't even remember who won defense rookie of the year. Was it Hutchinson? It was. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. For the Lions. Correct. I mean, he had a great year. Uh, Garrett uh, Wilson. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, like, honestly, I don't think Garrett Wilson, outside of maybe the five games that he was, like, amazing. Like, he had a couple, a lot of quiet games. He did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think Jahan Dotson got a little robbed, but he was also hurt for a not insignificant the middle of the season. portion yeah, of the yeah. season. Right. Because Jahan Dotson was the only target that the, was was working yeah, half the um, season. Blank on his name, Heineke. Heineke was yes. uh, dialed in with Dotson. Um, McLaurin, too, but yeah, Dotson had... The breakaway, like beating the safety yes. and the corner for and the his Hail Mary touchdown. Hands were incredible. Yep, yep. Mm-hmm. Just like Terry McLaurin, but Terry McLaurin pulls all of the safety coverage now, and you don't give any respect to the the rookie. I would give it all to Terry McLaurin. That's true, and I think that's really honestly what has made his numbers suffer. Mm-hmm. Not to say that Terry McLaurin is still not that guy in, in Washington. Like I think, he's oh yeah, still, no, he's still the number one. He's the captain of the offense. Yeah, yeah and it yeah. helps. Now, moving into the next season, the defense knowing that Jahan Dotson is a viable target mm-hmm. and that you need to give respect to. Like, if you stack him on the same side of the uh, the field, mm-hmm. you can't have double coverage on both of them. Right. You have yeah, to yeah. pick and choose which one it's going to be. Yep, yep. You have to audible to zone yeah. unless you can try to play man-to-man and then they cross and you guys pick each other. Terry McLaurin is too smart in zone coverage if you give him too much time. And, and that's like, fair. You guys yeah. drafted offensive linemen. Like, you're doing... All of the things to continue to build a championship team. So I'll be excited. It might. I don't think you'll you'll compete well. It, three or four is probably where you're going to fall out. I think the yeah. NFC East is going to be one of the most competitive divisions. I think so too. Here, yeah, in the NFC at least. Let's look at our schedule real quick. Um, our defense really bailed us out a good amount of games last well, year. You got four first round picks yeah. on your defense. Our you defensive should. line is nasty. <laughs> um, and you need Chase Young to actually stay healthy. Yes, and when he came back last season, he was definitely making an impact, so I have oh, yeah. high praise for him this mm-hmm. year. He'll have an actual full offseason and then a full like OTA to yeah, get yeah, back yeah. into shape and into form. Right. Yeah, let's go through the schedule. Yep. So, the... I don't care about preseason. Yeah. Um, the first game of the season is the... Russell Wilson and the Broncos. No, no, you're playing the Cardinals. Uh, Yeah, it's the Cardinals. Yeah, yeah. even better. Yep. So um, I'll call that a W for you. I think we can win that one um, as long as we can again contain Kyler Murray. Um, I I think uh, we we got that one in the bag, especially because they got rid of Hopkins. Hopkins. Yeah, they're a little limited, and they got rid of Kingsbury. So yeah, brand new entire offense that they were like Rondell Moore and those quick catch receivers who can get up to speed mm-hmm. fast. Like it's not, that's not the play style anymore. Right. Um, so then we've got the Broncos. I think that y- you can have that. Should be able to win that. Russell Wilson was horrible last season. I agree. And I man. will say they should be getting their running back back. Oh right? yeah. Um, Javante, the hell's his last name? I think it's Williams. It is Williams. Yeah. Javante Williams. Yeah. He was solid. God, he's such until a good he running got back. Hurt. Yeah. Yep. 
And then we got the Bills, and that'll be tough. That's yeah, we're gonna call that your first loss. <laughs> Hate to see it. And then we got the Eagles. That's gonna be your second loss. So we were the only team to defeat Philly last year in the regular. Season. You could I, not yeah. to say that so like anything could happen. It it really can. <laughs> and I will, is that game at home for you guys? No, that's at Philly. Okay, that we'll so, probably lose that one. Uh, ah, yeah. yeah, it's tough <laughs> when you're at Philly and they're going to be a little hurt from losing the Super Bowl. But yeah. it's very possible that they have a hangover from from that loss. Yeah, I mean, if maybe we can get them on the second one when it's at our stadium. Yeah. But yeah, that'll be tough in their yeah. home court. Um, and then we got the Bears at Washington. <sighs> I might go to that game. I want to shade the Bears super hard. I don't think they're going to be shit, man. I, I Yeah, I agree. I still don't have faith in Justin Fields. I don't think they're going to be shit. I don't think they're going to be great. I think that'll be a decently competitive game. So of all the games to go to, like I think that would be a good one to go catch. Yeah, I'm either going to hit that one or um, Miami is playing oh, Commanders too. So, Anthony, we're definitely going to that That's that going to be a good Yeah, you guys game. might beat our ass, to be honest. But. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I guess it just depends on which form they're in. But it will be fun to see um, Terry McLaurin and Jalen Ramsey. Ooh, yeah, that'd be a sick matchup. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, it's always fun to watch Tyreek Hill play. Even true. though he's destroying your team, absolutely but true. The guy, he's must see TV. Kalen yeah. picked him up what with her second pick in the draft, and he yeah. went off for like seventy points every game. And nobody was, said that was going to happen. It was awful. with uh, Tua, you know, playing quarterback and, for Miami. Yep, yeah. yep, yep. And um, I don't know. Looking at this schedule, I mean, I think we could go five hundred, but. I don't think that's going to be good I mean, enough to get into the playoffs. Who else you got in there? You got the Falcons. I, the Falcons are going to be trash. I don't know what Yeah, that division thinks. is horrible. I think you guys can beat the Giants. I, I don't think the Giants are better than you guys. I think it'll be close, man. Um, I think I, you'll go one-on-one one on that. I think yeah. you'll also go one-on-one on, one on the, the Eagles. Like, if you can at least win every game in your division that you play at home. At home, yep. Yep, that's true. That's true. That will put us in a much better position yeah. to at least sneak into the playoffs. The Seahawks, I want to give them some shade, but I think they're gonna they're probably gonna be second. Yeah, I mean Geno Smith freaking came out of the woodwork and just took over. Hard work pays off, in man. His fucking tenth year in the league yeah, or whatever. I'm, it I'm is. happy yeah. to see it. Yeah. <laughs> and then they should be getting Walker back, I think. Oof, that guy's a monster. And they dude. still have Tyler Lockett and DK. Their defense probably got- could use a little bit of work, but yeah, I mean it's a solid team. What if they just got Derrick Henry and they just were that would cry. full of that would cry. <laughs> monsters? Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't enjoy that. All just gigantic. Of all people. the teams in the NFC East, I hate the most. It's the 49ers and the Seahawks. Seahawks. Yep, yep. Yeah, so it looks like we are playing against that division because then we play you guys. Yeah, December uh, 17th at the Rams. I wish that was at I Washington, know. man. We I, I contemplated trying to go to L.A. Oh. Uh, for the game. And, like, flights aren't crazy expensive. We got a couple of friends who live out there. Oh, but true. Yeah. Yeah, that's just – Yeah. I don't know if the stars are going to align for that one. Yeah, yeah, that'd be tough right around Christmas time. Though, yeah, that December. was the biggest thing. Um. And then we play Aaron Rodgers with the Jets. I think you guys could win that we game. We did beat on them Christmas last year. Eve. Heineke beat Aaron Rodgers last year. That's uh, I mean that was Green Bay, but that was a crazy game. Yeah, 49ers is um New Year's Eve. That'll be sick. No, it's not. That's not gonna be fun for you to watch. <laughs> Nick Bosa is gonna demolish yeah, you. Yeah, let's go twenty twenty four. Yeah, I guess that dude, we're we are giving a lot of credit to the 49ers. I think it depends on who their quarterback is. That's good point. Brock Purdy's coming off the surgery for his um, UCL. UCL and his elbow. I don't think he's gonna be the same guy. Yeah, that's it's hard to say. And mm-hmm. then you've got Trey Lance who like, surgically sure, reconstructed his leg. Him. So I feel like they have to give him a chance they because they invested in him. But first round, that's pick. a totally different kind of offense with him playing. Yes, it is, know? especially with Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, yeah, which could work out. I mean, honestly, could, yeah, you don't need a quarterback at that point. Could become a read option <laughs> kind of style. Yeah, um, but. I don't know. Of, They've of, got so many weapons. Like mm-hmm. they got to get the ball to George Kittle. They got to get the ball yep. to Ayuk, Debo, Debo Samuel. Samuel. Yeah, yeah. That's the the struggle, right? All of your skill positions, you've got great players, but you need the the quarterback, the field general, to distribute the ball because yep. it all starts with him. So, 
I, I, that will be probably the thing that I think defines their season the most is what's the quarterback play because mm-hmm. it's going to make everybody else around them yep. suffer if he's not good. No, you're totally right. I mean, it was sad to watch them play the Eagles when Brock was hurt and all he yeah. could do was hand the ball yeah. off. Like, he couldn't throw it all. Yep. Yeah. And well, I mean, uh, even more so in, in football, like you become a one-dimensional team. I don't have to respect any of your other things. Like you can't set up half of your offense. Like screens don't work because I just know you're handing the ball off or <laughs> right. or anything like that. Like yeah. your wide receivers are no longer acting as dummies. They're just coming to block, and we're gonna blitz you the whole time. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. being a one-dimensional offense in any football scenario is horrific. Definitely. Um, so I've asked this question to a couple of people. Do you could you see this new rivalry of the Chiefs and the Eagles possibly returning more than twice to face each other in the Super Bowl? Could this be the the next two uh, powerhouses? Maybe. What year? Hurst just got a contract extension, didn't he? Uh, yes. Yep. He got paid last season. So it's not inconceivable, right? That's what I'm kind of thinking, dude. But I don't think the Chiefs are going to consistently be able to to do this all the time. Because, like, Travis Kelsey's getting a little older. I don't think he's going to fall off anytime soon. But you nah. slow down. You can't take as much damage. You can't always be the primary. Smith-Schuster didn't do anything. You've got McCole Hardman. A couple other rookies. Who was their running back? Um Isaiah Pacheco. Yeah, he was a very good. Get actually. him involved more. I'm actually really excited to see how he is. So I think that they're really going to evolve more to being less Patrick Mahomes dependent. Really? Um, yeah. Man. And start, you know, slowly being a little bit more. I mean, Andy Reid is an offensive genius. Of course. Yeah, yeah. So I think no matter what team he's with, he's going to be able to make them good. Um, so I think of all the teams, the – Chiefs are probably going to be the one that stays in it longer than maybe the Eagles because mm-hmm. the Eagles have a lot of veteran linemen. Correct. But once Jason Kelsey retires, which has got to be soon. Yeah, yeah. They'll have to start uh, filtering out new offensive linemen. Exactly. Um, and Jason Kelsey is just one of those guys who is – he's just so good at his position. Yeah, yeah. Being the center um, on the line – you're calling out uh, yep. blitz pickups. You're, I mean, you are the quarterback for the offensive yep. line, so you you got to be smart as attack. Yep. Um, but I don't know, man. Patrick Mahomes, I think he's got the skills to be the next quote unquote Tom Brady. I could see um, it in I, a different way, but I could see it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. of course, you're going to have teams like Buffalo that are always going to. I think Josh Allen. I kept saying it all last year. I thought they were going to win it all, and then. Cincinnati knocked him out in that snowy game. That's another team. Joe Burrow and the uh-huh. Bengals. I think those three teams are always going to be competing for the next couple of years. For the next five years, at least. The problem yeah. with the Bengals is you can't keep Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, Tyler Boyd, and T. Higgins. Higgins. Yeah. Like, you just can't. Right. Especially with how pass-heavy the offense is. Mm-hmm. Like, Zach Taylor loves throwing that football. Mm-hmm. And they don't really need a running back. I think Joe Mixon's a perfect fit there because, like, he has long-term survivability because he's not getting the ball frequently. But when he does get the ball, he's highly efficient. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He makes it count. But I think T. Higgins is probably on his last year with them. And I think he's going to to move on to being the, the X somewhere else. Yeah, you're right. Um, everybody's... Uh, contract value goes up uh-huh. every season. Um, so, yeah, they just can't afford to keep people unless they want to take pay cuts. And not everybody no. thinks like Tom Brady. No. So, <laughs> And, like, that really only worked for Tom Brady, Yeah, yeah. if we're being honest. Because, like, he can take – the quarterback is the highest paid position usually on a football team. Mm-hmm. So, like, if I take the pay cut, then there's way more to distribute. But, like, he's also so talented at that point, he's getting sponsorships. Not, True. Not everybody else is really getting the sponsorships Correct. and all that kind of stuff. So he, while he's taking a pay cut on his contract, he's really not. He's just opening himself up to having better talent on his team. But even when he did that with the Patriots, like they really didn't surround him with. But so, but like they invested all of that into being the best offensive line yes. and, and yep. everything else. Like he needed maybe one superstar target and like four dudes who could catch the ball. Correct. Correct. No, we said it earlier that. I remember that when they had uh who was it Amendola 
Yes, Danny Amendola. It was like Dion Branch. Like these guys were good, but they were all like under six feet. Like they weren't like yeah, and big they were older. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because Danny Amendola spent his first four years on the Rams. That's right. And he had gone through a couple of injuries there, and then we released him once Wes Welker. We traded him Wes for Welker. Wes Welker. Oh my gosh! Yeah, yep, that was yep. a bad experiment for us. <laughs> but yeah, no. I yeah. Um, and Patrick Mahomes structured his contract such because it's over ten years that like. No one year really crushes the cap space. That's a good point. So there is yeah. more money, but right. then it's a huge risk on Kansas City's end. Like, oh well, we've got to pay this guy for the next ten years. Like, is he going to be good for the next ten years? Which, like, so far that's worked Safe out for to you. Say, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think no matter how you play it, even in that ten year experiment, even if he sucks for the next what it's seven years now, I think he's on that contract three years ago. Yep, yep. You've won two Super Bowls. Yeah, it, no. it worked out. They're gonna get another one. Yeah, yeah. They might, they might, at least they might one get more. two more. If yeah, you at yeah. least win one more, that experiment worked, uh-huh. in my opinion. Uh, no, that's t- totally justified. Um, yeah, no, I, I think, uh, like I said on the AFC, I think it's gonna be those three teams for the next five years. On the NFC, yeah, I think the Eagles are gonna be contenders. Yeah, um, no, I agree. We'll see what. Um, I'm blanking. What's the other team? Not um who did they play against the NFC championship? It was the 49ers. 49ers. Mm-hmm. I think um if they can get their quarterback situation, situation under wraps, they have they one of the have best everything. offenses in the league. And, and their defense is no slouch either. Yeah. They have possibly one of the best head coaches in the NFL. Uh, yeah, Shanahan. Yeah, he yeah. he can take a rag to and he's been doing it his whole career at, at San Francisco, I can take a ragtag group of people because I get decimated by injuries every year and still compete at the highest level possible. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. incredible. So yeah. hopefully they can stay healthy and I think they'll have a very good season. I think they're going to crush the Rams both times this year. Yeah, the Rams, man. We're, um, I think, we're not going to be good. I think Matt Stafford, this is his last season. I agree. Yeah, um, I think he's... His elbow injury is really He's inhi- just, inhibiting oh, him. Yeah. Yeah, it, yeah, it's one thing for like Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy could come back from it. You're you're a young man. Like, give it the right rehab that you need. Like, you can kind of come back from that. I think Matthew Stafford's 34. Yeah, something along those lines. Like, he's not young. I think he's, yeah, 34, 35. Yeah. Sounds about right. And then, oh, God, we drafted. 35, yep. Bennett. Stenson Bennett. Yep, yep. Yep, got the uh, the national championship winner from Georgia. Yeah, we got a fucking grandpa. Well, that, that's great. Well, I guess you can't say he has experience in the pros, but he's got plenty of experience. Um, I so. guess, yeah. <laughs> that's one way to look at it. Uh, I mean, he looked very good in Georgia. Yeah. yeah. Um, so of all of like the quarterbacks that we could have drafted as a potential backup and future starter, like you want to take a guy that's not going to – like he could take – this year under Matthew Stafford, mm-hmm. learn a ton and come back in the next year and basically be a starter. That's probably what's going to happen. And I think unless Stafford gets hurt early or something like that, and then we kind of throw him in there. Right. Yeah. Um. That was really ultimately what I was thinking that draft pick was, and it was a steal because we I don't think we got him until the second or the third round. Yeah. No, it was later on. Yeah. Um. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, you saw how many skill players. Luckily, y'all's division. Well, no, never mind. 49ers. Um, 49ers and the Seahawks. Yeah. Studs. Yeah. Arizona really ain't shit right now. Uh, Arizona and the Rams are going to be fighting it out for last place, unfortunately. (laughs) That's really how I see that playing out. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's great they have Aaron Donald sticking around. But Aaron Donald's. Um, He's getting injured more. I am. I I don't know. This is my conspiracy theory. I think (laughs) we held Aaron Donald out and Matthew Stafford out last year. Because at the time of the injuries, we still weren't playing well, and there was no sense in having you come back for a losing season. There just wasn't. Mm -hmm. So we decided last year is essentially just going to be a wash year. We're going to make it. We're going to try to compete with what we can. But we don't need you guys coming back and getting hurt again and losing any shelf life that you might still have to help us compete for a championship. Because Aaron Donald is that, that guy. Oh, my God, yeah. He can change the tide of any game just because he wants to. Yeah. 
So keeping him healthy for a little bit longer, I think he's under contract for the next two years, and then he's got a retirement clause, so he right. can just dip out if he wanted to. Yep. And then same with Matthew Stafford. Like Matthew Stafford still definitely has it. He doesn't have as many targets now. It's really just Cooper Cup and Tyler Higby. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Maybe uh, Van Jefferson. I'll say Tutu Atwell showed some impressive uh, athleticism last year. And I think he's starting to catch on to the offense a little bit more. Yep, yep. So, you know, we we built on everything slowly throughout the year. I would have honestly rather hung on to Baker Mayfield, but mm. I can understand why we let him go. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what he's going to do in Tampa Bay. Well, I mean, he's not going to do much. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, who knows? Who knows? I yeah. throw shade. He at Molly whopped the, the Raiders when we played them. I, I remember watching that game. Did he? I thought so. I can't remember. The only game I remember was when he won at the very end for you guys. It could have been the Raiders game. game, but I thought we beat the absolute dog shit out of the Raiders last year. Let's see. I can't remember. I remember that that pass, too. Uh, God. I was playing Destiny, talking with the boys. It was the Broncos. That's what it was. Yeah, it was the Broncos. And then the Raiders game was that last second fucking throw. Yep, that was, yep there you go. That's ugh. right. You called it. But watching both of those was absolutely beautiful. Yeah. Absolutely beautiful. Hell yeah. Nah, God, the Broncos were so bad last year. They were really bad and exclusively because of Russell Wilson. Uh, yeah, man. That head coach got fired too. Like he had one season. Oops, he got fired later. after the Rams beat him 14 to 51. <laughs> That's what happened. Yep. Yep. When one of the worst teams in the NFL comes and beats you like that, you get fired. That's the way that goes. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. Hard to argue against yeah. it. Um, all right, we'll wrap it up here with final question. I was talking to Doug and Chris last night. Since we're all in the same fantasy league, yeah. if you are lucky enough to be the first pick, mm. I don't know if you want to give your secrets. but Ooh, I haven't done any research. And honestly, my research really let me down last year. I went a little more <laughs> yeah. rookie heavy than I traditionally would have, mm-hmm. which I think ultimately screwed me. Um. So I'll give three. I'll give three players. I said Chris McCaffrey. Yep. I think Justin Jefferson. And who? I got to say Josh Allen. Yeah, and quarterback. I would always shy away from picking a quarterback with the first pick. But after Caitlin crushed me yes with a 40 point josh allen and josh i allen remember that night consistently put up <laughs> 40 points oh, yeah. all year long dude he's a beast. Uh, there's no way that that wasn't a great decision of course yeah. of course yeah um yeah i guess we try to stay away from picking quarterbacks in our league no but... we don't. no we don't the first the first pick was patrick mahomes and then yeah. the next one was uh, lamar jackson <laughs> We just ran through all the top tier running backs or quarterbacks, <laughs> quarterbacks, and then we were all like, "What do we do?" Yeah, um, I'm thinking CMC as a first pick, yeah, which was my first pick last year, um, which didn't pan out until he got traded, it was right? Great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was <laughs> not doing so hot on Carolina, but um, I'd say him. I saw that Austin Eckler is up there at number one. Actually, yeah. not a bad option. Yeah. yeah. He's a beast, man. He, he does everything. He'd on be that one offense. or two, honestly. I think it would be Chris McCaffrey and Austin Eckler. Yeah. 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 So, um, yeah. And then receivers, definitely Justin Jefferson. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe even Stephon Diggs. I mean, well, if he had a great complaining trail. that he needs the ball more. I think that's a great <laughs> option if, in terms of fantasy. Yeah. 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 Um, I'm excited, man. I can't wait. Me too. No, yep. it's gonna be it's gonna be a good year. I'm ready for football to come back. Only a few more months. I know. Slowly yep. but surely we're getting there. Yep. So um yeah, like we said, we're in the dead span of sports right now. We just um, got UFC. UFC, yeah, yeah. That is really the bread and butter of this <laughs> podcast right Carrying now. Carrying the team. Yep, yep. Um you've got events almost every weekend. Mm-hmm. Um the next pay per view coming up, I am hyped for We'll just look at it real quick. Yeah, we don't have yeah, to yeah. do an extensive breakdown, but um, I actually I'm betting on Yair Rodriguez to beat Alexander Volkanovsky. And I know I'm probably going to lose that bet. But I mean, Yair is a talented stand-up dude. Artist. He is my favorite fighter in the UFC. I think he's the best. <sighs> 
it's tough to say if he's the best striker. I yeah. think he's the best kicker in okay. MMA. I yeah. think he's yeah. even better than Adesanya. Not maybe not from calculation and accuracy, but unpredictability uh-huh. and just crazy athleticism. Mm-hmm. Um, the force spinning is there too. wheel kicks. Yep. Yep. Flying knees just yep. out of nowhere, spinning elbows. I mean, the guy is just a freaking artist yep. on the feet. Makes a difference. The thing with Volk, though, he's definitely the pound-for-pound pound best fighter best in the fighter. world. I think he beat Islam that night, in my opinion. And I think he's eventually just going to catch one of Yair's kicks and take him down, and then and that might be the rest of the round. Yeah. Him on top. Just If um, Yair doesn't have any wrestling defense or any jujitsu at all, Yep. then, yeah, that's, yep. unfortunately, it's going to be one of those snooze fests where Volkanovski can just take him down and lay on him, ground and pound a little bit. Yeah, Air does have uh, jiu-jitsu. Okay. He just beat Josh Emmett with a triangle choke. Okay. So he's got submissions, but my issue, if Islam couldn't submit Volk and Brian Ortega couldn't, couldn't submit, submit Volk, yeah. I don't think Yair is going to be able to. Yeah, he's going to be the guy. <laughs> that's nah, just, that makes sense. I mean, that's a little bit of MMA math for you, but um, if I had to Ooh, guess. Bo Nichols on that card? So, yep, I was about to say, here's my other dumb bet. So I've got a two-leg parlay, and I'm betting on Treshawn Gore to beat Bo Nichols. Really? <laughs> I, I mean, <laughs> Bo Nichols has all the hype behind him, but, you know. So I watched the Ultimate Fighter season with Volk and Ortega's coaches, and Treshawn Gore won the middleweight okay. division. So he's a beast. Yeah. Um, super powerful guy. He's definitely got better striking than Bo Nickel, but Bo's Bo is the wrestler. on the ground. Yeah. So if he can take him down, it's probably game over. But if it stays on the feet, man, Bo's got to be careful. Yep. So I'm taking a, a huge swing there. Um, I only put ten bucks down, but I think I can win like three hundred bucks. Yeah. Like the odds yeah. look pretty good. Um, so I was like, Brandon Moreno, my boy. I remember when he was fighting Figueredo. Yeah, four times. Yeah, yeah. that second fight, you were like, Nah, Figueredo's gonna beat the shit out. And I was like, Nah, now nah, my man's got this. Dude, you called it. Fucking rear naked choke. It was submitted him. Um, no, yeah, a good he, card. he's taking on Alexandre Pentaho. Wait, Pentoha. That's it. Um, for the flyweight co-main championship, Robert Whitaker is fighting. Uh, is fighting Drikus Duplessis. He's the South African. That's going to be a great fight. It is. And then everybody loves Dan Hooker, man. That, that guy. He's fun to watch. It. Yeah. Yep. yep. And Jalen Turner, he's fun to watch too. He's a really lanky, uh, lightweight. I think he's like six four. Like it's kind of absurd. So, yeah, man, that is uh, July 8th. That's International Fight Week. Oh, so okay. That, that's yeah, going to yeah. be huge. It's the first week um, we're basically back on the beach. Oh, yeah. Well, all right. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah if you want to watch it, and then that's the one to catch hell for yeah. sure. Um, all right. Hell, yeah, man. I think that about wraps it up. Yeah. And then you got a busy day, so we'll get you out of here. It's a good podcast. Yeah, man. Thank you for doing this. Thank you for having um, me. As always, um, Jack, you missed out, but we'll get you on here one we'll day. get you some content someday. <laughs> All right, y'all, you have been watching the Incompetent Sports Report again. Um, if you enjoyed the episode, please like, subscribe, and share to a friend. Um, keep the algorithm going, guys. We need all that growth, guys. That's all right. that growth. That's right. All right. Um, again, thanks for doing this, man. Yeah. And uh, we'll catch you next time, everybody.